This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. And I'm Heather Branch here with Pat having conversations about what you can be doing now to better prepare for your financial future, thinking about your retirement years, the goals you have for those years. RetirementKeyRadio.com is where you can go to begin your conversation with Pat Volk and Abe Abish and the entire team at Abish Financial Services. Again, that's retirementkeyradio.com because, you know, this whole idea of you get to your retirement goal age, but have you built your retirement financial plan to help you meet those goals in the years ahead? I heard somebody say once, they're like, there's a lot of people that are going to sit here and tell you how to earn and save during your working years, but there are very few people that are going to tell you how to now spend that money in your retirement years. I think that that's a very real yes. understanding and real an awakening moment for people that are getting close to retirement. It's like, now what? And a lot of people, a lot of financial advisors in this world, they do great at the growth phase, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily, they're not there to, to tell you how to spend a- it. Abe, your colleague there and owner of Abish Financial, he constantly talks about the analogy of going back down the mountain, getting down Correct. the other side. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that can be riskier sometimes. It can be riskier. That's what they say. Is it something about the summit of Everest? More people die going down after yes. they've gotten to the top. More people die going back down. And that's just all kinds of wild. If you really think about it, you got that far only to get that far. That's not, that's, these are the things we want to avoid. For that's you. not what we plan. That's right. We are, we are working <laughs> to avoid the financial catastrophes. Exactly. So let's talk about the perspective shift that has happened for a lot of folks over the past few years. This survey by Charles Schwab was asking, they asked what amount of money means you're wealthy And respondents came back saying that about $2.2 million means you're wealthy. However, a different perspective is that almost half of the people who responded that had a net worth of $550,000 considered themselves rich. And Pat, what the trend seems to be is since the pandemic, people are placing more importance on health and family, which is a good thing. But Financial advisors are apparently saying that they are seeing this trend among clients. They're not as interested in growing their wealth to one or two million dollars. They just want to know, do I have enough to quit work when I want to do it and to spend more time with my family, with my friends, doing what I want to do with my life? Are you seeing this trend? And also, I do want to ask you this conversation that I think is interesting. The idea of, I just was fascinated by this first stat. $2.2 million means you're wealthy, but if I've got $550,000, I'm rich. And what's the what's the perspective in, in that space? I, I would say it depends on how much your neighbor has. Got it. That's a very fair <laughs> so, point. Um, because being wealthy or rich in New York City, I think would be a very different definition than being wealthy and rich in Alliance, Nebraska. Uh, hundred percent. Uh, we can't, you know, deny that, but more to the point, I think when somebody's making the decision to retire, you need to think about what is retirement really going to mean to you. Most people don't plan for retirement, right? They don't have a set schedule and oftentimes they retire and two months in, they're looking at themselves in the mirror, wondering what am I doing? Right. Uh, that was not an income plan. Uh, that was just a life plan. Got it. They did not intend to do something. Okay. You know, you can imagine sitting on a beach, drinking margaritas, but that gets old. A vacation is so great. I think that the the high of vacation is the knowledge of 
exiting the workspace and then knowing you got to go back to it. That's so when you when every day is Saturday, when every day is vacation, mm-hmm. you start to lose that that vacation gratification, if you will. Correct. It's it's like anything. It's too much of anything is not a good thing. That's right. That's right. And so where I would really want to look at the conversation is to say I I'm fully support people wanting to live better lifestyles. Yeah. Has the conversation shifted about goals and perspectives and wants and needs since 2020, in your opinion? Yes. And I would say I've seen a gradual shift, maybe even a little bit more so. I think it's good to put a pin into the pandemic because okay. I think it was obviously, you right, know, right. Uh, it, it highlighted a lot of issues. Yeah. But when you really kind of go back, I'll, I'll just start with, say, my grandfather. He mm-hmm. came over to this country. He worked for Con Edison his entire life mm-hmm. and he had a pension. And his pension and his social security was going to be sufficient. Mm -hmm. He didn't really have to save on his own. Mm -hmm. This is the time where I would always joke. I said, this is when companies took care of everybody from the womb to the tomb. 100%. (laughs) My grandfather was the same way. I think the story of my dad says my grandfather, they pay him his last year's salary for the rest of his life. So the year before he retired, they doubled his salary. Like that's what it used to be back in the day. That's what it used to be. But now when you think about most private companies have eliminated pensions. Mm-hmm. They did it gradually. Mm-hmm. They walked away from the traditional pension. They said, let's go to cash balance. Let's mm-hmm. put it into the stock market. And then after 2008, they stepped away from that. Yeah. So I do have a tremendous amount of empathy in the sense that more of the savings burden is on our backs yep. than ever before. 100%. And that means, you know, you need to look at your lifestyle, you need to look at what your expenses are. And if you want to retire, we need to be brutally realistic. Mm-hmm. $550,000 is not going to get you to the same destination as two and a half million. Right, right. No doubt about that. Okay. And if you're looking at that and saying, it's sufficient for me to live my lifestyle, what is your lifestyle? Are you going to be relocating? Most of our clients are here in the Northern Virginia area. Mm-hmm. This is not the cheapest place to live. Mm-mm. So if you plan on relocating, that would be a factor. What about vacations? What about the spending? Do you have that in control? I'll go back to the budget. Most people do not have a formal budget. My biggest fear with somebody trying to make that lifestyle retirement mm-hmm. and not having enough is that they could find themselves in a very bad position five, six years in the future, maybe 10 years in the future. Right after those five, first five to 10 years after retirement? Correct. Okay. And there's going to be a major difference between somebody who may be in their early 60s with very marketable skills going out and trying to find a part-time job yeah. versus somebody who's 75, yep. who's been out of the workforce for 10 years. Yep. So we are seeing more folks wanting to work part-time. Yeah. Uh, this at-home trend has been a huge positive for retirees, yeah, in my opinion. I would agree. They get to work at home. They maybe can put in two to three days a week. You don't have to go into the traffic. You don't have to worry about all that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of right retirement practice. Got it. Got for it. For lack of a better word. Yeah. No, that sounds uh, great. That I wouldn't have a problem with because you're not really in that mode of working to save anymore. Yeah. What you're doing is you're working so you don't distribute as much. Okay. Why do I need to take 50000 from my 401k when I can bring in 50000 from an employer's job? Got it. Uh, let's just even tag on, if you're under age 65, the added health benefits that may come along with some work, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to save a little bit more. Let's not put that to the side. If a company is going to give you a match, take the free money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will come back to the bigger picture and say, 
when you are retiring, the amount of money you do have, if it is not that much, and it looks like, geez, I'm really going to have to monitor the budget, you have to really commit yourself to understanding what that means. The example I think of is I buy a large popcorn when I take the kids to the movies. Okay. They all sit down. I pass it out. Mm -hmm. And I have often looked down the row, and I see that everybody has gone through the popcorn, and the movie hasn't even started. Patrick Volk, they are not alone. How dare you accuse me? I I know. The same thing happens. (laughs) It happens to everybody. I've actually implemented like the practice upon myself. When my husband and I go to the movies now, it's like, Heather, do not eat all the Twizzlers before the end of the preview. That's exactly it. Uh uh, But with retirement, you don't have an option. You can't suddenly stop yeah. your retirement and go back to the concession stand and That's ask right. for more money. That's right. You know, so you're sitting there saying, what are my alternatives? If this is my nest egg, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. But coming back, this is where I do think true wealth, having a supportive family structure. Maybe you, you know, have a, a lifestyle. In fact, I see a lot of it around this community that we live in mm-hmm. where we're seeing grandparents li- living with the kids, mm-hmm. living with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. They Maybe they have an in-law apartment or maybe somebody who's single has an extra room and they're going to rent it out to a close friend or mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. so they have a little companionship and they're making a little extra money. These are all very reasonable topics because if we are talking about putting lifestyle first and money second, Money doesn't get out of the picture. It's still important, but maybe we can try to lessen some of the expenses through that support structure that you're building. That is your wealth. Use that wealth to help you get through your retirement. That's interesting, the idea that you just brought up, seeing the community. I was actually, I heard something on the Today Show recently where they were talking about because there's more single mothers now than there has Mm -hmm. ever been, I think, and how a lot of single moms are coming together and they're calling them mom some i can't remember the name of the the of the housing situation but where the mother single mothers they're integrating to become families together and supporting each other correct so maybe that's the difference in the conversation it's not necessarily pandemic related it's just as the world changes and our needs change and money changes and we're all living longer we're having to adapt and change from the traditional way that retirement planning used to be. So is that maybe the difference in the conversations you're having now? I really think it is. Because if you look back, retirement planning is a relatively new thing. To this, to this level, yeah. Exactly. And it's really based upon an industrial economy. Because yeah. people walked away from the farms and they went into the cities and they needed an employer. And this is where it all kind of stemmed from. Mm-hmm. But I do think people are now looking at quality. Is that the quality of life that I want to lead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you start to measure quality, that's where you start to see people saying, you know, maybe I want to spend more time with my kids. Maybe I want to spend more time with my grandkids. You only go around once. That is of significant value. So is there a way for my true dollar economics to be able to fit into that? Well, you know, if I'm sitting at home and I have my daughter at home, maybe she can start chipping in to help pay some of the rent. Right. Because that's a benefit for her and that's a benefit for me. Mm -hmm. And you start looking at some mutuality and some, you know, really working together. That is, I don't think, what is old is new again, I suppose. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So. The idea of families living together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, think it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing. I, I don't think, think it's, it's the only thing. I think, you know, I'm very respective of what everybody, how they wish to lead their lives. You but, do you. Yeah. But we are, you know, dependent on other people. Okay. And, so, and again, thinking about how the conversation has changed, not just for the folks you're talking to in their conversation, but your own conversation, because as you're saying all these things, I'm thinking about this is the benefit of 
working with you guys at Abish Financial Services. Not only are you independent financial advisors, but you're a local family-owned business. You have experience in different facets, different areas of this industry because, I mean, you yourself, you used to work at Goldman Sachs. You worked at Merrill Lynch. You worked at Fisher Investments. You have that big investment firm perspective. But the conversations you're having now with folks about retirement living, it's so much more than money, isn't it? I had so much more. And I'll, I'll even just use myself just for a second. When I was at Goldman, I could literally be at, say, the Federal Reserve one day doing a seminar for executives there. The next day, I could be out into the middle of nowhere, Texas, talking to guys who are coming off the line. And they don't even know what a pension is. They mm-hmm. don't know what a stock is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to just see that you know, the dichotomy and to watch like, wow, I was sitting with folks that really don't have to worry about money. And now I'm sitting with folks that do have to worry about money and have a very different understanding of it. You have to be adaptable to the individual that we're speaking with. And that means if it's a very high net worth individual or if it's somebody that may not have as accumulated as much, but maybe they are more focused on on lifestyle. Mm -hmm. There are things that can be done. And it is solely a matter of having a very open and honest conversation. I always call it the non-judgmental zone. If I go to my doctor, I have to tell my doctor what's going on. I'm not doing me any favors by hiding that, oh, I smoke every so often, or I I drink every so often. Uh, You have to be upfront because that's the only way you can get to a true solution. Understanding the real definition of wealthy versus rich and which one are you? Maybe you could be both. That's, I think, really the the whole idea. Rich having that, that money to give you the full wealth of life that you want is the real bottom line of having a full retirement plan. And this is what Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial Services help folks to figure out every single day and they can help you as well. So if you have questions, do you want to know, are you rich? Are you wealthy? Are you both? Do we need to do some work to get you to where you want to be in those definitions? That's what the team at Abish Financial Services is here to help you get answers to. Get started today, retirementkeyradio.com to begin your conversation with the team at Abish Financial. Again, retirementkeyradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show, Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Zero.